O grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, it struck me as we were singing the hymn for today, I was listening to a sermon by a famous pastor years ago, and, and he was kind of complaining about the hymn that was chosen to set up his sermon. Because right, we, we played a, a dirge, didn't we? And he said, I had to go and talk to the organist afterward about his urge to dirge. It was kind of a funny thing. But, you know, it, it, it's my fault because I, I picked the music, right? But nevertheless, the reason that I, I picked maybe such a, a, a slow a dirge for this morning before the sermon it is because it reflects our reality, doesn't it? You see that we all have sinned. We, we all need to offer confession. We all need to be able to return to the Lord our God. You know what so often happens in our own lives is that we're the ones that wreck them, aren't we? You see, God does indeed have a wonderful plan for our lives. God does indeed want us to experience good things. The Lord, in fact, talks about us having an abundant life. The things would be good. God lets us know that he plans for us to have enough resources to make ends meet. That it is within his plan that we will have clothing just as he clothes the fields in beautiful flowers. So too he promises to clothe us. Just as he takes care of the little birds hopping upon the ground, he gives them their food. So he will give us Food. He says he knows the things that we need even before we ask for them. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us, that we should be called his children. And that is what we are. When we're trying to imagine what God is like, he tells us he is a loving father. Now, you know, we, we all have fathers, don't we? We all had, had people in our, our lives as we're growing up, even if somehow your, your father died or he was out of the picture. You know, there, there's probably someone that stepped in to, to fill that role. And so, you know, maybe it was a beloved grandfather that took care of you and looked out for you as, as a, a father ought to. Maybe it was an uncle that kind of stepped into the, the picture and took an interest and, and helped to build you up. Maybe it, it was simply a special teacher that you had at school. But I, I think for each and every one of us that we can probably look back on the course of our lives and, and we can point to someone and say, you know, that person was uh, like a father to me, but, or my, my father, he, he was really a great guy. You know, I, I, I think for everyone, we can probably find something like that. 
And our Lord, he comes and he says, guess what? I am your loving father. Right? I I'm there to look out for you. I I'm there to make things good in your life. I I'm there to, to take care of you. I'm there to make sure that you don't just die alone on the street. I want good things for you. Okay, but you know what, what, what happens in, in most of our lives, right? We, we sin. I have sinned. I have gone astray. I have multiplied transgressions. I, you know, have, have chosen my own way to go. Right, we, we start to mess it up, don't we? And here we have this father and he loves us so much and, and he says, you know what, if you want to have a good life, you know, just don't steal. And we thought to ourselves, oh, I don't really have enough. I really need a, need a little bit. Oh, you know that, oh, my dad, he didn't buy me that matchbox car. I think maybe I'll steal. And, and then what happens? You, you got caught. And instead of confessing your sin, instead of repenting of your sin, you, you decide you just would kind of get better at stealing so you didn't get caught next time. And then for each and every action, it, it, it begins to build one upon the other. And, and those actions begin to take your life in a particular direction. And as, as you know, when you're just out driving around in your car, every direction has a, a destination. And, and, and so you, you start out and, and you just stole something. It seemed pretty insignificant. You know, you could have bought that matchbox car for uh, two or three dollars. And, and then you, instead you stole it and you just kind of kept going. And now, you know, you wound up in jail, but it, it's not your fault because society, you know, didn't provide for you and you're just angry. And so it goes to that dead end, right? It didn't follow God's command. That doesn't mean that, that God stopped loving you. It doesn't mean that the promises, they didn't apply to your life. What it does mean is you sinned. You went astray. You did the wrong things. Now, the Bible also tells us we all have sinned. We all have fallen short. And if I made everyone stand up and be honest, you know, here today, right? You know, we, we would have many and, and various stories, wouldn't we? About where we fail. You know, one person might stand up and say, you know, when, when I was seven years old, I lost the, the gun for my G.I. Joe. And, and I went and there was one just like it in the store. And I, I just kind of, you know, peeled open that little corner of the package. I took that little gun out and put it in my pocket. Went home. Mom and dad never found out. See? Right? We, we all have sin. We, we all have fallen short. And, and of course, you know, the, those sins vary in magnitude, don't they? But nevertheless, if you stole a, a little gun from a, a G.I. Joe carton at the store, that was stealing. You broke God's law. 
Another person might, might stand up and, and say, you, you know, mom had this uh, favorite plate and it was always displayed and I, I was playing ball in, in, inside with, with my friend and the ball accidentally hit the plate and it fell down and broke and I never told mom what happened. Oh, it must have been an earthquake. Right? Oh, man, maybe when dad was driving the tractor across the, the way, it made the ground shake, you know, and the plate fell down. I, I don't know what happened. And, and, and so what was the, the truth? The truth is you, you lied to your mom. Right? It, it makes you a liar. You sinned. You, you fell short. You, you didn't follow God's way. That we all have sinned. Now what, what is the, the answer for that? The answer is that we would return to the Lord our God, isn't it? The answer is that we would repent of our sin. What, what is it to repent? It, it's to be able to admit that I did something wrong, isn't it? It's to be able to come in and, and, and say, Mom, I, I broke the plate. It was my fault. It, it wasn't that other person. It wasn't a friend that I, I, I had come over. It was me. I broke the plate. It's to be able to, to say, Mom, you know, I, I, I stole this little gun from the store. For my G.I. Joe, because I, I, I lost the, the one that I had. And so I thought I could just kind of, you know, sneak in there and get that little one out of there. And I still would have what I wanted. I did it. I Sin, I multiplied transgression. But see, what, what does it take for that to happen? It, 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 it takes that we establish a right and a wrong, don't we? Right, that there is a standard. That standard for us, it comes from that word of God, doesn't it? See, so we have this loving father, a father that loves us so very much, a father that desires good things for us. And we say, you know what? I trust him. I trust him with my life. I trust him that if I lost the little gun for my G.I. Joe, that I need to go earn some money to buy a new character that has the gun. If I want the gun so bad, I, I gotta go and, and earn it. I gotta save up my birthday money. I gotta save up my money from Christmas. Uh, save up my allowance money. I got to go and fix that because I was careless. I lost it. It's not God's fault somehow that, that I, I lost it. It's not, not up to society to be able to reimburse me. But no, I began to take responsibility, see for my life, for myself. I began to live by God's principles. Again, why, why would I do that? It's because he loves me. For God so loved the world. For God so loved me. He gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. 
You see, this God that loves us so much, that is his number one desire. He wants us to be with him forever in heaven. He lets us know that heaven is a a really nice place. Heaven is a place where the, the lion will lie down with the lamb instead of eating the lamb, right? Heaven is a place where there will be peace and and there will be harmony. Heaven is a place where I'm not fighting with my coworkers because they have many and different opinions, but rather a place where we are all of like mind. Heaven is a place where there's love and peace and joy where there is that wonderful sense of belonging. And all of that is what God desires, you see. That's what he wants. He just wants us to make it home. He just wants us to to be in his presence. He just desires for us to have good things. That's the love he has. Now, after we we talk about that great love that God has for us, we see that love in action in the person of Jesus Christ, don't we? You see, God didn't just love us so much that he, he says the right word. God didn't just love us so much that he sent a card on our birthday and at Christmas and it had you know, nice, nice words and a little money in it. But God loved us so much that he sent his only son. See, He sent Jesus into this world as a, a tiny little baby. And even though the Bible tells us that through Jesus, all things were made. That Jesus had that great power that he could simply follow God's command. And God could say, hey, I I want there to be a son. And and so Jesus said, okay, I just made one. And God said, I want there to be a planet Earth. And Jesus said, hey, there it is. I made it. Through him, all things were made. And that person humbled himself. He became a helpless little tiny baby. Now, it it wasn't when Jesus was a a baby, he had all these special powers. And, and, you know, he he never had to have a diaper change. And, you know, he he never got hungry. And he was never thirsty. and, And he was walking, you know, five minutes after he was born. No, Jesus had to go through childhood just as we did. He had to know what it was to be helpless. He had to know what it was to to be cared for by his mother. The one who made the sun and the earth and the stars. A helpless little baby. He had to go through the, the trying times that we all face. He knew what it was to have a a friend that didn't want to be his friend anymore. He knew what it was to have other kids at at school maybe laugh at him or make fun of him. 
He knew what it was even to, to be spit upon and to be ridiculed. He knew what it was to suffer and to be beaten unfairly, to be unjustly accused, and to be put to death in one of the most terrible ways imaginable. That even through the time that he was dying, other people would mock him and make fun of him and ridicule him. He experienced all of that for us so he could open the way to forgiveness, so he can make a way for us to get to heaven. For see, none of us can make it on our own, could we? None of us was capable of leading a perfect life. None of us was able of doing exactly what God said. We couldn't do it. And so Jesus did it for us. God loved us that much. Not, not just with words and not with, with just expressions and not he gave us a little money every once in a while. Not even that he clothed us as he clothes the lilies and puts them in the field. Not only as he feeds the little birds that hop upon the ground. He loved us so much he sacrificed his son. He proved it. I love you the maximum amount. You're mine. You are mine. And dear friends, those words echo through us every day, don't they? When we face trials and tribulations, when things aren't quite going our way, when it seems perhaps the world even has turned against us, we can rely on that promise that God has said, you are mine. I love you this much, the maximum amount. I want to take care of you. I want you to have a good life. I want you even to have abundance. I want things to go well for you. Follow my ways. Teach my ways to others. Know of my son. Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us that we should be called the children of God. And that is what we are. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.